0: this insert is brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. please visit kpulpit.co.za
1: professor dion foster's in waiting he's the head of department of systematic theology and ecclesiology he's also the director at the bayes nordia center for public theology here he is back from bloom our weather is so much more pleasant in the winter time good morning dion
0: (laughs) Brad, I must say Bloemfontein is absolutely stunning, and uh, those of our listeners who, who, who come from those parts of the world, I'm sure, will will agree with me. But but there is something very, very special about a Cape Town morning. I, I was just before we came on air saying, it, it is the most stunning, stunning sunrise in mm. Stellenbosch. You know, just as that cloud, as the cold front moves in and the yes. sun comes over the mountain, those those pinks and oranges, it's, you don't get that on the high felt, you know. <laughs> no, you miss out on
1: that. I, I i must say, we I've come to appreciate sunrises and sunsets. Over the last few months, it feels like I'm discovering them all anew. I'm more aware. I look out. I try to see it. I'll stand on my tippy toes if I have to look over a roof to see it. It's. I think it's a good place to be in when we acknowledge the beauty that God has given us. We could so easily be sitting in front of the telly or being busy with something else in the evening and miss it completely, but to take the time out to go and look at it, I think it's it's worth every effort.
0: Brad, you know, Zach, yes, I think it is a, It's a bit of a spiritual discipline to say to yourself, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that. And, of course, just just to say there is also some really good scientific evidence that says when we encounter the beauty of creation in those, it actually does good things for our our bodies, for yeah. our our mental health and and for our well being. So uh, so yeah, you know, worship the Lord when you see it, but uh, but it's also good for you. Now, Brad, I want to talk about something very very powerful today. And and um, you know, as I was thinking about this, this may be one of the most powerful things that people will encounter in their lives. And the thing that I'm talking about is mentioned in James chapter three, mm. verse five. It's a a, a, a well known verse to many of us, and I just quickly want to read it. Um, this is, comes from James chapter 3, verse 5. It says, So also the tongue, even though it is very small, it boasts of great exploits. Mm. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire. Now, Brad, I don't, I, I don't know about you, but I can certainly think back on instances in my life where where people's tongues have wounded me mm. and perhaps wounded me more than then, you know, <laughs> a blow to the arm mm. or a slap through the face. You know, when someone has said something, either that, that's so true that I, I couldn't bear hearing it or something that's so false that I couldn't believe that they they thought that of me or, or, or would say that to me. Mm. Um, and, of course, there have also been times, you know, particularly with those whom I love, where <clears throat> I've realized, my goodness, beyond, why did you say that? You know, yes. even if it is true, even if it is, you know what? What you know could be uh, argued to be the, the fact. Why did you say that? Can you see how harmful and hurtful that was? Mm. Now, I've been thinking a great deal about this. I mean, the ability to speak, bread, is something which is unique to humans. So there are these sort of what we call anthropomorphic views of animals that somehow barking is a form of speech and. I mean, we, we, we think that that may be analogous, but it's certainly not the kind of ways in which humans communicate, which, mm. which is filled with nuance, it's filled with imagery, um, it has the ability to create a world to inhabit either a world of joy and, and of security, of blessing, or a world of pain, of hardship, of, of mistrust. And God has given us our tongues, the ability to speak, the ability to communicate, as God gives us everything a good purpose. Um, Just yesterday, I was saying to someone, you know, Christians profess that God is good Mm. and that the good God created good things, and that those good things that the good God created are intended for good, and speech is one of them. So my challenge to myself today, I want to take James 3 verse 5 very, very seriously, not only the first part of the verse, which speaks about the negative aspect. The tongue is very small. It can be very, very destructive. But also the second part of that verse, the positive part, what is there that I can do to set ablaze uh, a spirit of, of love? What is mm-hmm. there that I can do to set ablaze a spirit of, of hope, a spirit of trust, a spirit of, of deepening faith, a spirit of, of the, the recognition of the God who can do the impossible? Because we're capable of doing that. So my invitation to myself today and maybe to some of our listeners is to say, how can we use our words?
1: for the sake of good. yeah, Dion, I I can't help but think while you were talking about the words we use in a space where we try our very best to stay anonymous, where people can't see our faces or hear the tones of our voices but we can be as uh, hurtful in the social media space or becoming so um, overwhelmed with negativity towards something political or uh, something we might see and then we want to comment about it on social media. You know, it's those places where we can cause harm as well. So it's not only the words that are coming out of our mouths, but the words that we are typing that people interpret in their, you know, in their own minds without being able to hear tone, possibly.
0: Yeah, Brad. I mean, you're a public figure. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, a, a little bit there, and I, I'm often amazed you know, by the things that, that people would would say, you know, to me or mm. about me on on social media or about things that I've written or said. And I think that it's unlikely they would ever say that to my face. Exactly you know, that, <clears throat> that sense of, of of anonymity there. And you, you're absolutely right. And sadly, I, I mean, I've just been seeing that with Christians, even the ways in which we we represent ourselves and the gospel and the Lord whom we love um, on on social media is is a terrible witness. You know, <laughs> so okay. I think you're absolutely right. Not only the, the you know perhaps the, an updated version of verse 5 says We'd say the tongue is small and so are the fingers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Careful what you type. Dion, thanks for opening our minds. We have to be more conscious. Today's show has been really about being conscious. Conscious of even the time we spend in front of blue light. We were talking from a health perspective with a health coach and a wellness practitioner. So this is a, a real show today of things to avoid and things to do better because we can all grow, and it's not only for our physical health like we heard earlier, but this is for our spiritual well-being and for the, the love we show towards the people around us. As always, something beautiful to take us through the day and the week ahead. Professor Dion Foster, you never disappoint. Thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thanks, Brad, to you and uh, for the blessing that you are in my life. Have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you. What a lovely thing to say. That's a pleasure. That's Professor Dion Foster, the Head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology. He's also the Director of the Bayes-Nordia Center for Public